Good morning or afternoon, wherever you guys are. Sumit, Yaman, really? What's up, Yaman? You're on here too. Guys, I got my Agent Mafia shirt in. Hello. Beautiful. How are you, Brad? Uh, How's it going, man? Hey, good, good, good. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. So I, I took your advice and put that marketplace ad. Oh man, it's been, uh, my phone went buzzing and it's been uh, good, like responding to them. Um, it's been, it's been interesting. A lot of people are coming through, uh, you know, and uh, just replying to the ads. Um, maybe, I don't know, can I get, can I start? I had yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of- It's just, it's a fucking, it's a free for all, man, whatever you want it, so it's anything. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So on that, like, you know, I'm starting to see a lot of like uh, people who are generally from a low income side and like, you know, who are yep. paying the rentals and getting a lot of these. So I don't know, like how I go back and running. Like, do you think like, should I just bring in them for like uh, getting them uh, go through the pre-approvals right away? Or what should be the approach on that? How should I go about that? So the challenge with it and because of the market you're in, it's going to be a little bit more challenging, right? Compared to most markets, like some markets where their average sales price is like two or 300,000, that, that works really, really well because pretty much anybody can afford something in that case, right? Within reason, yours is a little bit different. So a lot of times what I teach people that are in a little bit of a different area than you are, like you are, is it's basically knowing how to get creative with them. So, you know, you're putting up these ads which is, which is great, which is huge. But I think that, you know, what I would do is start talking to them because they may not have a down payment or they may have some, but depending on their age and stuff like that, their parents might be able to help them out with the down payment or cosign, which then brings them up more. So that's a big part of the education process with them is talking to them and seeing if they can get a cosigner in a lot, because in a lot of cases they can't afford potentially houses that are in your area, right? So what right, you want to do right. is have your objection ready to say your objection handler ready being like, Hey, you want to know what? Maybe they'll say, well, I have, I'm making this up. I have 25 grand saved up, but I need 50. Great. Did you know that you can get a loan from your parents so they can gift you the down payment? Have you thought of doing this? Well, no, I never even knew I could because they're not educated most times on that. Or if they're like, Brad, you know what, man, I, I got approved for 400. I really want something at 550. It's like, have you ever thought of getting your parents or somebody to co-sign? A lot of them haven't even thought of that. So just make sure that those are going to be your two biggest things that you're going to want to bring up with people to allow you to get more opportunities. Awesome. Okay. And, uh, and then the, the other uh, thing, sorry to interrupt. Don't forget, I'm going to tell you another one. The other thing that a lot of people will say is they'll be like, well, Sumit, I have, uh, I have my leases for another eight months, right? So then they're like, but I have a lease for another eight months. So then I tell them like, great, how much money would you lose if you broke your lease? And they're like, well, it's a month's rent, let's say $2,000. And then I kind of work with them. I show them like, did you know that for the next eight months, if you were to own your home, you would have paid off $6,000 worth of principal. So you're, you're, you're still making more money. So that's another objection that sometimes you'll hear is they're in a lease. You want to make sure that you show them, look, you're going to be ahead because you're owning. Don't worry about the $2,000 you're losing. And you can tell them, a lot of times you can renegotiate with the landlord that, hey, if they have it rented, you can still get it back. So tell them as soon as you buy the home what you're doing. And then a lot of times they lose it. So again, those are like the four major objections that I hear uh, from people is, you know, the lease, what that looks like, uh, not enough money in a co-signer. So 
Um, sorry to, to uh, cut you off, but if I don't, if I don't go down my train of thought. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's great. Now I have an interesting one. Um, this guy, like he works all cash most of the time. It makes a good money, but the problem was like, you know, the, the tax returns that would be asked for mortgage. So I asked him, I was like, do you have a co-signer? He's like, no, unfortunately I don't. And I was like, you know, that guy was like a good example. Like he had a good income stream coming through. But unfortunately, like it was, I was like, okay, you know, it's something to keep in mind. I said, like, I'll, I'll explore with my uh, mortgage uh, partners and see if there's anything we can do. So. Well, I think the other thing too, is that if you're getting all these leads, make sure you put them in a database because just because they're ready now, like you're just building a database for maybe it's next year. And then yep. like, make sure you have drip campaigns and, and send out market stuff. So, you know, how many leads do you think a day from this strategy approximately? I mean, so far, uh, the, the touch base has been over, I want to say 150, 200 people so far, like in about a week's time. So I've been getting like that Holy many people. Shit. Uh, and on the leads, like people who were able to share the contact with me, I want to say about like 30 people so far. So, I mean, you know, the rate has Still. been, I mean, it's decent, you know, I mean, I thought, you know, from where I had none, you know, it's kind of like, it was a good thing to say, like, in a week, like it started coming up. So it was interesting. Um, I have another question for you, Brad. So, you know, yesterday I met a, a friend of mine that used to be at my old workplace, uh, you know, we're from HR and like, and I told her, like, you know, I'm starting in the real estate and this is what I'm doing. And she brought up a good point. She's like, sweet, you know, like pretty high net worth people like that you used to work with. Why don't you approach? And she gave me a couple of names. I was like, you know what? That's a great thing. Like, I didn't even think about that. So I'm thinking about approaching them. Like, Brad, any suggestions? Like, what should move my dialogue? How to introduce? Because, again, you know, fairly starting new. They've known me um, working in the other role uh, with them. So just kind of like trying to see, like, how should what should be my approach on that? So you never, uh, in my opinion, especially with high net worth people, they they get bugged all the time, right? Like let's call it what it is. So I think that if you're going to take that approach, which is a great approach, it's calling them, it's it's calling them. I wouldn't even, like you can say that obviously that you're in the industry, but I would just say that you're starting, I, the, the challenge is when you're starting off to a high net worth person, a lot of times, and again, I'm just being blanketing it, a lot of times they may have somebody or they may do that. I would just call and be like, hey, I'm getting into real estate. Um, you know what? I'm I'm starting to deal a lot with investors. I was just wondering, because that's what they're probably going to be at this stage, is they're probably going to be an investor of some kind. Just be like, mm -hmm. have you thought, or are you looking at getting an Airbnb? Or have you thought of getting any rental properties now that the market's starting to soften? So that's what I would ask them. And that's what I would do is kind of find out like, what they're looking for. Don't really call and be like, Hey, I'm a realtor now. Send me your business. Like go in and probe a little bit more and say, Hey, look, are you looking to invest in real estate? If you are, what are you looking for? And then you kind of work your ass off to go find it. Cause the great part about an investor that you already know is if you find them a deal and they buy it and they want more, some of those wealthy people might buy two, three from you a year. You have 10 wealthy people you're doing, even if it's one a year, you're doing 10 from them. So I think the strategy would be to see what their see what their thoughts are real estate or even if you just take it it's like hey you know what i got into real estate i've always called i've always respected you what do you think about the real estate market right now and you know are you looking to invest and then just let them talk and see what they say so that's how i would approach it more than a sales approach is almost like you're gathering data to say what do you think what's going to happen in the market are you interested what makes you interested things like that awesome oh, great approach thanks appreciate that thank you
Hey, and congrats on taking action. A lot of people don't. So good job on that last week. And like I said, keep coming back. I'm full of ideas, whatever you have. We got Sven, we got Raman, we got Joy. Joy, that was very nice of you, what you said on our post the other day. So thank you for that. And we got my man, Jeff. So what kind of questions you guys got? Are we going to be doing the affiliate link? I, I'm, I know Shane had talked about that. I just didn't know if that's already available or. Soon. Um, we got it up and going yesterday. And then we're obviously testing it out to make sure everything's good. So hopefully it will be within the next week or two. And then I will be talking about it. I believe it's on Mondays at 9 a.m. I'll be talking about the, um, the affiliate and what's that and what that looks like, how it works. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know yet. So I have to, I have to kind of learn the details because Shane's, as everybody knows me that knows me well, I'm terrible technology. So I, Shane's going to explain it to me here in the next week or two. And then every Monday, I'm going to be talking about the opportunity for our affiliate link. And, and I think that that's what's neat about this is, you know, for the people that don't know, we have an affiliate link coming out. Uh, whenever you tell a real estate agent, uh, Agent Mafia is going to be 197 a month. You get 40%. So call it $80. If you tell three people, essentially your coaching is free. So what makes this amazing is that we had a mission that we want every single real estate agent to be coached for free. And the easiest way to do this is look, just tell three people and your coaching is free. So uh, we should have a joy. I'd say two weeks at the absolute latest, but it, it has, it is finished. Just got to work out the bugs and then, and then come up with a training system on how to get that to everybody. Sven, Raman, Jeff, got any questions or Samit, if you got more, bring them. So just so everybody knows, we talked about Samit. I talked to him last week. He's going to do a bunch of stuff. He went and posted on Facebook marketplace tell me how much your rent is and I'll send you a list of homes that you can afford for that price. Uh, and he said he was, he said he got like 30 leads in the last week. So if you guys are looking for free buyer leads to kind of cut your teeth on and see what that looks like, um, that's basically it, it in a nutshell It's just send me a, or uh, tell me how much you're spending in rent and I'll send you a list of homes you have. Samit, do you want to talk a little bit about what you did there for the rest of the sure. group here? Absolutely. Uh, so basically I, um, you know, in one of the Shane, uh, Shane's video there, there's a list of site where you can download free pictures. So I downloaded a picture of a house that looked that has been recently constructed. Um, and I listed it as a five bedroom, two bath house. And I put the rent at 4,000. So kind of like, so that people were, you know, got people interested and they started asking, is it still available? That was the first question Then I created template answers uh, because usually it's like the same question they would ask and the follow-up question would be the same so i would i would just post them back i was like oh sorry it's not available anymore but i'm also servicing you know this area if you're looking for what is your requirement you look for how many bedrooms how many bathrooms what's the max rent you're gonna pay so just kind of like probing that there they would come back with an answer and then the next would be please send me your email and uh, phone number and i'll send you a tailored request and i got about 30 leads doing that last week does anybody have any questions for him on that one? So you didn't ask uh, if they're looking to buy or any buying questions, you just ask for their email? No, I do ask like, so I can actually read up the, read the exact thing that I put because I, I put it on notepad and that's what I've been doing. Like I just copy paste there. Um, so my first 
reply to them as hello, uh, you know, whatever the name of the person. Sorry, this house is no longer available. However, if you're looking to rent a house, I have other properties available in this area. Please let me know how many bedrooms, bathrooms, and max rent you're looking for. So just kind of like trying to probe them, like, you know, understand what they are really looking for. And they usually come back with like, yeah, four bedroom or five bedroom with a basement, with a garage. I'm like, okay, yeah, please send me an email address and phone number so I can share the available listings with you that match your criteria. And once they send that, I usually do send them the listings. And last point I try to point them is to my website. I like, oh, by the way, my website is integrated with MLS and it always has up-to-date information. Please go to this site and you can do the searches yourself as well, like in case if you decide on any other areas. Did you have any buying conversations with them? Like, No, so right now uh, with these, I'm talking now I'm putting them in CRM. So I'm hoping like, you know, this will now start becoming, uh, I had like five phone calls so far. And a lot of these, like one of them, I was talking earlier with Brad that, you know, the person makes in cash, he makes good money. The problem is he doesn't as a co-signer and he won't be able to go for purchase. He's willing to pay rent up to 4,000, which is great. Like he could afford a mortgage at that price. Unfortunately, he wouldn't qualify for a mortgage at that point. Um, I'm starting to, then that was my first question to Brad also, because I, a lot of people that were approaching have been like on the lower income side and that's yeah. the tricky one because the area, you know, that I'm in, it requires a high level. Sorry, Brad. Uh, no, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Brad. So go ahead. So we keep going. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, again, that's the uh, that's the issue that I'm running into that. No, you know, like I don't I haven't found someone who could straight away qualify. A lot of people were on the vouchers and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, not yet. Not yet. I think it's, it's like anything else. Right. You're looking for one buyer a month. Let's just say by yeah. doing this, so you're going to comb through a lot that suck. But again, you're adding to your database for when they can't afford it. Like that's a big thing is that, you know, you want to keep building your database of people and keep sending them info so that when they are ready, you're the one that they're thinking of. But really with this strategy, you're not doing it to sell 40 a month. Like if you can do one a month from this strategy, that's perfect. Then you use two other strategies and then you're at 40 a year without like without even batting an eye, you know, now you're at 40 a year. And I think that's what's challenging for some realtors is that they don't understand. They just have to do three or four things really, really well, make sure they execute and you can sell between 20 and 40 houses every single year by executing on three or four things consistently and doing it and not like the thing is is it's a lot of people like oh well it doesn't work and blah 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 and i haven't found anybody yet but even if you've done it done it for a week do you not think samit that if you did this religiously for every single month and it was a major part don't you think you'd sell one a month eventually from this system I would think so. I mean, honestly, the first week itself, I learned so much. I mean, there were yeah. like few quirks that I had to learn. I was like, because you will be getting messages at like one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock. And I was like, I was going crazy the first couple of days. I was like, what time do I reply to them? And how do I do that? So I set up a time for myself to reply to them. And then they usually respond back. So I keep like two hours during the day when I'm getting back to them, uh, sending them information and then just putting them on automated those search results, setting up alerts, 
it's already like one part. And then now moving them to CRM. So definitely, uh, you know, again, me doing this first time, there's a learning curve. And I completely agree with you, Brad. Like, I think if there's a consistency in this, absolutely, I can see that we could get one deal from this for sure a month. Okay. Hi, Brad. I have a question from Summit, actually. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. So after you send the, like, uh, authority emails, you open this, this conversation that tell me that, uh, do, do you say, do you also speak about the properties that they may be able to buy or when do we start to this conversation? So uh, the first week, at least uh, this is how I did. Like I didn't want them to feel like I'm straight away jumping on them to buy. So what I did is first thing, I send them the rental listings in the range that they were looking for. My day is second week. I'm going to go and follow up with them. It's like, oh, was there any listing that you like? By the way, you're willing to pay this much rent. Is there, would you be open to looking at a house for purchase and then try to understand why are they not purchasing? So that's oh, okay. my approach. Thank you so much. Yeah, great. Anybody else? Jeff? Sven? Joy, any other questions? We could switch it up. What are you guys finding success in then right now? Or go ahead, Jeff, you unmuted yourself. Yeah, sorry, I've been I was carrying something into my office while I was listening. Um, I had a question or maybe a suggestion just related to the conversation sure. we've got here. Um, so you had recommended kind of that's a similar ad. Shame on me, but I haven't done it, and I will. Yeah, here. But um, maybe if one of the rent-to-own type organizations work in your community, like Divi or NeighborWorks or one of those, right. that would be a good option too. Because you get paid on those right away. I mean, just like any other transaction, because the company that buys the property, not not. Do you want to go over that a little bit, Jeff? Because I'm in Canada, and I don't have that. So maybe uh, I think. There's a couple, well, I know Samit's from the US, so, and he's kind of doing that. So do you maybe want to discuss that a little bit of what that looks like and uh, to help the audience? Yeah. Yep, I, I can speak more to the Divi, Divi one. It's D-I-V-V-Y. Um, and basically what happens is the, the rent-to-own buyer needs to get qualified with them. And they just give you a link. Divi gives you a link that's tied to you specifically. So you just share that link. And they go through a super simple application. Um, and the main criteria is that they have to have a job for at least six months. They have to earn a minimum of 40K, but for most markets, it's got to be more than even five, you know, to, to afford the rent. But 40K is their bottom. Um, they have to have a, um, a credit score of 550. And then they have to have at least 1% of a purchase price available. Um, but it doesn't have to be theirs. It could be, you know, it could be a gift. It doesn't matter. The, the company doesn't care. And then what happens is once they get qualified, you actually go and shop with the rent-to-own buyer, but technically you're representing the company because it's not the rent-to-own buyer that's buying it at that time. But you're shopping with them 
And when you find the right home, and they tell you up front, you'll, you can just go to a website, you plug in an address of anything on the market. Uh, and they have some requirements for, you know, can't be, like here, it can't be more than about 20% of the median price point. And it has to be, you know, a home that isn't super old, but it's, it's pretty lax in there, the, the, the home requirements. But anyway, once you find it, then you basically tell the company, yep, we got it. Then they work something out with that tenant buyer and say, okay, here's going to be your future purchase price. Here's going to be your exact rent. Are you cool with it? And then you submit an offer, but it's with, you know, the buyer being divvy. And if they, you know, get it. And by the way, they put in offers that are decent. I mean, when I've done them, you know, they were, they were putting in offers about 10% over this price just to, you know, whatever it took to get it. Um, and then you get paid. You get paid when it closes, just like any other buyer. And then um, that buyer has three years to do the purchase. And they have two purchase prices. They have a purchase price if they did it in within 18 months or after 18 months. Um, but you're not involved in that. Um, you get paid on the front end. You don't get paid when they actually do their purchase. Um, and the thing is, they're not affiliated with any lender. So you can still you know, work with whatever lender you want. In fact, it's a good, it's really good because um, they will, you can go to lenders and say, hey, give me all your people that haven't qualified um, and let's try to get them into a house. And then you can work with them. Then the lender can still work with them after they're in the house to get them qualified. So um, I find it to be really helpful, really good. That's a very interesting model, Jeff. I mean, I did not know about this. This is actually pretty cool. So you you generally have like, I mean, I'm assuming most of the people, because here what I'm thinking is that DV is putting their name on the title, they own the house, and the renters are paying the rent until a certain amount is met, and then they, or the full amount is paid off, and then they own it. So in essence, DV is the buyer, and they're doing and they're charging a surcharge fee. It's the buyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. The buyer, and it's usually a, a, an LLC that they create. So yeah, can't. But that's a little weird. Something we gotta talk through that with the seller, with the seller's agent. But one thing there's that another, I didn't. There's an, there's another company that I've heard of in our area called Home Partners of America. I think they do a similar yep. concept. Yep, it is. It's very similar. Um, I've just I've not done stuff with Home Partners. I've just done it with Divi, but. Actually, I have done stuff with home partners as a seller, um, but it's pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. I was on the seller side, and I got an offer from somebody, and they said, you know, they do their inspection just to, you know, build their, I guess, renovation budget or what it's going to take to make the house, you know, rentable for these folks or whatever it is. Um, and I think we ended up taking just a hedge fund buyer as, a, as opposed to that one, even though they were both cash, which was very uh, interesting. Um, because yeah, they do they do uh, come across as a cash offer, right? Yes, they do. The other thing about Divi, and, and this might be with with um, Home Partners of America too. I don't know on that piece, but I mentioned that one percent, um, and so that as well as about twenty five percent of their rent 
goes into an escrow account that is actually the buyers or the tenant buyers. So when they're, so that is accumulating every single month and it's their money. It's just in an escrow account. So when they're working with a lender to actually get approved at some point during that three-year process, they get to use those funds, 100% of those funds for their down payment. Wow, I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yeah, um, cool. I did. I did. I don't think Home Partners does that. What? I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that. I was just going to say I don't think Home Partners gives any portion towards purchase price. But that's nice. Yeah, and I also heard that the other thing I liked about the, the other thing about Divi that is pretty cool is that I've seen these programs come and go with other companies. And they kind of have rules that are really not beneficial to the tenant buyer. In this one, if they actually don't do it, if they just go three years and can't or choose not to, the only thing that they're out is that initial 1%. So that's the risk for them is that 1%. And uh, Jeff, to use this, do you just need to sign up with DV as an agent? That's all. And then you can start the process. Yeah, you sign up with them and then they require you just to participate in like a one hour training session that they have, you know, a few times a month. Um, uh, but that's it. Yeah. The Home Partners of America, I think, has a more exclusive kind of relationship with certain brokers. That's what I was told, that on a broker level, the broker partners with them. And then if that brokerage partners with them, then you can start working with their tenant buyers. But I don't know. No. I've worked with home partners and you can do it just as a single agent. Ah, that's good you to hear. Sign up. Cool. You sign up and then it's kind of the same process. You have to invite the client to, to qualify and, and then... They assign you it's same thing you do a little training it's similar but I, I don't think that they provide anything towards the purchase price which is a downside i think well that's good to hear i didn't know that uh, very cool i wonder if they're still doing it with the market that we're in now or if it's a bigger risk for them I know Home Partners is. I actually have someone actively looking right now. And I know Divi is too. In fact, Divi provides you with a lot of marketing material to be able to go find buyers or tenant buyers. And I know I just saw recently that they kind of changed a lot of their messaging to reflect the market that most communities that they're working in are. How many would you say, Jeff, if you bring them, how many on average do you think can get actually get approved? Um, I would say it's probably about maybe 20% can get approved. I mean, I try to, to weed them out ahead of time and I'll share, you know, what the requirements are. So they often they'll weed themselves out. Um, 
Right. But I would say it's probably about 20%. Now, the, the problem, you know, there's going to be issues with any of them. And it's that, you know, some people will qualify because the, the bar to qualify is pretty low. But then can they really afford a house for the monthly amount that they're qualified for? That's the challenge. Right. So I mentioned that 40 grand. I mean, in my yeah. market, it, you know, 40 grand is that you're going to be qualified maybe for a monthly amount of a thousand bucks. You know, the, the monthly amount correlates to the purchase price of the home. And there's not going to be anything in that market that right. they could get. Okay. But there's still like, it's still a great way to do stuff. Like you can get a shit ton of leads. Like, you know, if Samit, if that works in his area and he's getting, you know, 30 leads, now that's just another avenue that he can go down to find a buyer is use this, use this company. Cause if they fit their credentials that maybe they can't do traditional financing, Samit can still go make money from this then. That's exactly right. Absolutely, I'm. I'm actually going to register with them today. Thanks for sharing, uh, Jeff. And so I'm like, this is very, very, very interesting. So, just wondering, is it in Canada too? Does it work in Canada? No, we get no. screwed every time, Raman. Every time, all the states oh. is the coolest shit ever, and we have to and we have to sit here and not have any of it. But <laughs> there's pros and cons. <laughs> the pros are yeah. we don't get. Bumped by people every five minutes trying to sell us something because we have our own privacy but then the downside is um the downside yeah. is that we can't get the information or have the same thing so yeah yes that's true <laughs> yeah divvy's not in the washington dc metro area either yet they're they're kind of limited i think they've got about maybe a dozen or 15 markets that they work in um and I feel like they're adding, you know, a couple, a couple every, you know, six months, something like that. But that's the downside. Whereas the other one, Home Partners, again, I've not done anything with Home Partners, but I think they, they're much more widespread. Yeah, they're a BlackRock-owned company, so they have pretty good funding. Yes, those guys have unlimited funds. Or, and so they're not in New York. What's, and they're what, sorry? Uh, they're not in New York either. So it's like, yeah, I was just looking okay. at it. Like, yeah. Um, all right. That was an interesting topic. Thanks for sharing, Jeff. I appreciate that. Um, we're going to be opening Agent Mafia, just so you guys know, probably the next couple of weeks up to the, open it up to the world and go from there. So hopefully um, we have this, it's just gonna keep growing. You know, we're gonna have different stuff. I'm gonna be interviewing top agents probably every single week. Um, once this platform is gonna go, we're just gonna keep coming and growing and growing and growing. And I think that there's, I think some of the schedules updated. I know that we have, I don't know, I'm coming on a few times, a few more times teaching specific things. And then we have a bunch, I think we're at about 15 different ones a week now, pretty close starting uh, next week or the week after. So. We're slowly bringing all the coaches in, so thanks for bearing with us. But I can't believe Shane and his team were able to pull this off in three months. It's actually ridiculous. It should have taken a year. So um, big yeah, shout out to back, the back end of this training stuff is really cool. Tying Zoom into the platform is really cool. 
Yeah. And I, I think that that's the struggle that we had. Cause when we thought about this, I don't know if you read Shane's post. So I've always wanted to have a coaching program. Um, but what I wanted to do is somehow make it affordable for everybody. Cause you know, coaching programs are $2,000 a month, right? Like if you go somewhere, you, it's two grand a month and you get one 30 minute phone call a week. So that caters to the top 1%, which we will be launching that in March, a higher end one that's going to be for agents that do a certain production. But what about the people that are trying to get there? And I think that that's what's cool. And we had had a few bottles of wine that night, Shane and I, and I'm like, what if we do this and this and this? And he's like, oh my God, I don't know if we can create it. Then we thought about it. We're like, well, how do we do this? Because if we just give somebody a Zoom link, anybody can come in. And then, then we came up with this concept after we found a developer. So Yaman, who was on here earlier, who's one of my business partners, his whole family is a bunch of geniuses. His older brother does um, like development stuff. So he created this whole platform. So we had one guy with Shane essentially create this whole platform in under three months, which completely blows my mind. And we already have other stuff that's rolling out. So it's pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's going to get cooler. We're going to have, you know, more training, more other stuff uh, as we grow this out. But we really wanted to make sure that you guys are getting value by coming to these lives because the lives are like, in my opinion, the lives are kind of, in my opinion, a little bit more of the most important. And I know everybody's different and all that other stuff will keep coming like, you know, the social media templates are in there and all this stuff. So I don't know. I've never been, there's nothing that exists like this in the world and we created it. So I'm very proud of, I'm very proud of my team and I'm really excited to see where this goes with everybody. What's it been so far? So I guess if nobody really has any questions, I guess if I can answer, like what's it been so far, Jeff, I know you show up on these and in, in Sven and in, in Ramen. What do you guys joy again? It's like, what are you guys' thoughts? I'll go with joy. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this so far? I think it's been really, really helpful. There's just been a lot of really great tools and tricks and, um, for the price. I don't, I mean, I don't know why anyone wouldn't do it. Honestly. So I know. <laughs> cool. I and actually have to run so to cool. an appointment, but I, I, I think it's been okay. great. Awesome. Okay, great. We'll see you next week or we'll see you around. Thanks. Yeah, the Agent Foundation. Ben, what about you? I see your, your, your mic's off. Yeah, I, I, I was able to jump on the Agent Foundation one with Robert Bean. That was really yeah. fascinating and, and fun to, you know, just go back to the foundational principles of what makes business successful. It was really, he, he's a really impactful coach. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, I've jumped in when I can. And, and now that the thing is all tied together, it makes it super easy to jump on and, and get notified of that um, when these, you know, go live. So that makes me uh, more likely to jump on because the notification comes to your email right away and gives you an easy access to jump onto it. Um, and uh, I really like that, you know, it, it's worked better in Chrome than in Safari, but okay. on my phone here in Safari, it's working fine. So that's cool. Nice. That's awesome. Thanks for that. Jeff. Yeah, I like it. You, uh, what you, you made a, you brought up a point that I think that we all need to keep in mind though, is that is, you know, pick three or four things and just yeah. do those well, because sometimes it, you know, it can get overwhelming because you've got some really good coaches with really good ideas and you want to go do everything and then you end up doing nothing or you do feel them shitty. So um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, sure. it's, 
it's important to keep remembering that you don't have to go do everything, you know, find a few that resonate with you and just go with it. That's good feedback. I think what we're probably going to end up doing is have a, you know, a couple different lines at the end of every coaching program where it's like, get to work. Don't come here every time and tell your friends or something. We're going to have some cliche or, or some saying at the end, because we don't, I don't want to see, it's not that I don't want to, you know, people come and ask me questions. Mine's more of a Q and a, so to, to see it, but like, you know, to go to 15 different ones a week just doesn't make sense. I get to work, find two or three things and then keep coming, come back for more, use the CRM and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been good. Right. Uh, Raman, Sumit, what do you guys think? Sumit, we'll go with you first. Sorry, I was just trying to unmute. Uh, no, honestly, um, you know, I recently stepped into real estate doing full time. So I come from a background, you know, where I didn't have much of a knowledge and was kind of like trying to figure out my way through. I find it immensely helpful, honestly, like, you know, all the trainings, the CRM setup and everything. It's, it's been really, really helpful. Um, I love these conversations, you know, just learning and uh, getting these ideas from others like DB, like, you know, I would have never thought about that. Like, you know, just even seeing, even though it's not in New York, but it's great to see like there are things like that out there and expanding your horizon, like learning. I think, I think it's great. Absolutely great work for the value. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Raman, how's it going, buddy? What about you? What are you thought so far? Yeah, actually, to be honest, it's very, it's great. You know, even CRM or the trainings and everything that, you know, and you get the added like uh, trainings. I, I believe that is really worth uh, actually the money, even like if you are paying less, but even people will pay more, but it's worth really. Thank That's you so awesome. much for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a vision we have. So thanks, everybody. All right. Well, it doesn't seem like everybody has any questions left. So uh, unless you guys don't. Just maybe I have a quick question, maybe. just. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. We have, I have 15 minutes. Nobody's asking. So oh, give okay, her. Sure. Absolutely. Just, just I'm wondering that if for like a person that wants to ask about the like a price, like a home valuation, but they yep. think that they can sell this, they are unrealistic. They want to sell their house, and with almost the same price, they think that this market is slow. They want to buy a better thing, like a upsize with the almost same price. Or how do you? What What's your response to them? Do you all do for sure. this person? Do you take time to go to their place and like a listening like a presentation or just to not not normally? No, if if I don't know them, they take the risk. See, the thing is, is that. It's different when I'm at a different place in my career. The answer is yes. For the first few years, I take on any appointment just to get the listing or and the experience, like just to go in, fumble fuck my way through things and, and just get more, just to get better at it. So I would do it at any time before I'm at where I'm at. So this is a little bit twofold. I'd go to any meeting, take anything, drive anybody anywhere because I just wanted to go show houses, learn, do all these different things. But at this state of my career, if somebody was unrealistic, it depends. If it was a referral, I would go. So what I've done in order to get a listing for the price that it should be is it depends how hardcore you want to go after it. So as long as there's comparables, a very good comparables in the area, let's say that I'm making this up. Let's say that your clients want 500,000 and the one 
a block away is very similar sold for 450,000. Let's just use that as an example. What I'll do is I'll sit across from the seller and I'll say, all right, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, it's my job to sell your home. You know your home better than anybody else because you've lived here for X amount of years. This house here, that's we've agreed is very similar to yours. It sold down the street for 450,000. I'm gonna get asked why yours is worth 500,000. Can you please tell me so I can explain to my coworkers and the other realtors why yours is worth $50,000 more? Mm -hmm. Most of the time they don't have anything. It's just what they want. So what you're doing is you're putting it back on them. You're saying, cause they'll blame you. Be like, you should get me 500, but think about it. And some people be like, well, mine is granite. Well, that has granite too. Like you'll be able to make some differences where they may, it might be like, well, I repainted my house. Okay, no problem. That's about five grand. So now let's say yours is worth 455 compared to, or, or yeah, 455 compared to their 450. Where I found my greatest success was asking them to tell me why their place is worth what they thought. Nine times out of 10, they couldn't. And most of the time I got the price that I want, or at least we compromised. And then, we, so here's what, here's what I would do, for example, it's like, all right, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, again, telling him, hey, look, you have to explain to me why, because I have to explain to them why. And the great part about this verbiage is you're putting it on them because they've lived there. And you're saying, I don't know your home as well as you do. I'm going to have to explain to this person why your home is worth $50,000 more than the last one that's, that was sold. Can you please tell me why? Again, they're probably going to have a hard time. If they kind of say this and that, then at the end, it's like, look, let's meet in the middle. Here's what I suggest then because I can appreciate what you're saying and I don't wanna leave any money on the table for you. Why don't we do this? You think it's five, this one's 450. Let's list at 475. However, if after two weeks or 10 showings, we don't have an offer, we're gonna bring it down to that 450 price range. Does that make sense to you? That way you can try the market, but guess what? The first 30 days of a listing has a higher probability of selling than the next 30 days. And they'll agree with you. But then this is where it gets badass is what you should do. I get the price reduction signed right then and there because that's when they're the happiest. That's when they're agreeing to this. So I literally get a price reduction post dated for two weeks after because then I'm not going back to them two weeks later. And where I thought of this concept was one time a client was like, yeah, I'll do the price reduction two weeks later. And then they're like, well, Brad, we don't want to. We're not getting blah, blah. I'm just like, well, what's the point? So now... If they agree to the price reduction, I get it signed right there.